The personal toll of America's long history of sexualization and physical violence against Asian women. I looked in the mirror and wished that I could trade out my face for another, for one that makes me less of a target for the sexualization that too often comes with violence. That's Julia Ting with the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum. I'm Ryan Denham and this is WGLT's The Lead Off. Support for The Leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington, now offering nonstop flights to Detroit on Delta Airlines, connecting travelers to the world. Schedules and information at CIRA.com. It's Tuesday, March 23rd. Coming up, what you need to know to start your day. It's The Leadoff from WGLT, Bloomington Normal's public media. Now let's lead off with how government leaders in Illinois and the Asian American community say it's time to stop the hate against Asian Americans. Eric Stock reports. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the killings serve as a call to action to address racism against Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Make no mistake, the state of Illinois recognizes that this was not an isolated incident. It was a year where the Asian, Asian American and Pacific Islander communities experienced racist scapegoating for the COVID-19 pandemic. The day after the killings, State Representative Janet Yang Rohr and several colleagues proposed a measure to require all schools teach Asian American history. And I am so looking forward to having the full support of the General Assembly behind us in passing this bill. I'm looking forward to standing with our governor when he signs this bill into law. But we also know that, that this is enough and, and we won't just stop here. Federal prosecutors haven't said whether they will file hate charge crimes in the shootings. Julia Ting with the Chicago chapter of the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum says the group considers this crime to be caused by racism, classism and sexism. After hearing about the attack, I had the thought that I no longer wanted to exist in my body. I looked in the mirror and wished that I could trade out my face for another, for one that makes me less of a target for the sexualization that too often comes with violence. But I am not what is wrong. Ting says working class Asian women are often treated as invisible. McLean County Board Member Sharon Chung says she has had to endure sexual objectification and harassment. Chung says she had to become outspoken. And I'm kind of thinking about all the other times in my life where I felt like I had to sort of do that to protect myself from from men and <laughs> sorts of objectification that they do. And the governor urges anyone who may have been a victim of discrimination to call the Illinois Attorney General's civil rights hotline. For the leadoff, I'm Eric Stock. Here are some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. The Bloomington City Council voted 8-1 to one last night to spend nearly $12 million on the O'Neill Park and Pool Project. They also approved giving Bloomington firefighters a raise. Police in Normal are investigating a shooting yesterday afternoon at an apartment building on Orlando Avenue. Police say a man had several gunshot wounds. McLean County's COVID testing positivity rate inched up to 3.2%. It's the highest it's been in over a month, and it's higher now than the statewide average. Find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Recently, the publisher of several books by Dr. Seuss said those popular children's works would no longer be published because they contained racist material. ISU children's literature scholar Roberta Treitz says the end of what were considered classics is a normal part of the evolution of society. Trites is the lowest Lenski lecture this year at ISU, which took place last night. 
In this conversation with Charlie Schlenker, Trites talked about the evolution of children's literature in the last three decades. Children's literature is much more diverse, much more complex. We have much more intricate books that challenge children very cognitively, especially at the picture book level, to become better visual readers as well as being good readers of the written word. Novels for children have grown to become more sophisticated, more interesting in many ways. We love our classics, but we also have some really biggest change in my career has been Harry Potter. And it led to a lot of interesting diversifications of genre, too. How has it become more sophisticated? And in what way is it deeper than it used to be? I would argue that we're more willing to deal with tough topics. Children's literature has always been reasonably willing to deal with death, but it was often the death of a grandparent or a goldfish or a dog. But now we have a lot of sensitive children's novels and even some pretty good picture books that deal with the fact that we can die at any unexpected moment. How do we deal with that grief? How do we how do we anticipate our own loss? Young adult literature in particular has become more sophisticated and more complex in that way. What's been the effect on kids growing up with these different opportunities to read? I have not done a formal study of that since I'm a book person and I study books more than I study children. But I see people much more interested in immersing themselves in an imaginative world than happened when we were growing up whether we're talking about The Hunger Games or Harry Potter or Divergent or any one of a number of fantasy series, I see them wanting extended contact with an imaginary world. You mentioned that we still have uh, fond classics, but some of those classics are falling out of the canon. The number of Dr. Seuss things have just been publicized as being not as woke as they should be for our current time. Are we going to see more of that? Lots and lots of 19th century books fell out of the canon by the 1920s. Lots and lots of 1920s books fell out of the canon by the 1970s. This is a normal historical evolution. It's just how societies change. We change what we value. And in this case, I, I don't mind if I never see Little Black Sambo again. I don't mind if I never see and think that I saw it on Mulberry Street I read it to my kids, I've taught it, but there's an image in there that is very disturbing to many, many people. And I, I would not want any Asian American child, any Asian child, or even my own children to see that image and think it's acceptable. The publisher pulled it, it wasn't censored. It was a market force decision because people don't want to buy racist children's books anymore. So we really believe in free enterprise uh, that's just how the market has developed. That's ISU Distinguished Professor Roberta Trite speaking with Charlie Schlenker. Before we let you go, a reminder that WGLT's candidates form for those running for the Heartland Community College Board. It's airing tonight at 6. That is it for today. Support for WGLT's The Leadoff comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington, now offering nonstop flights to Detroit on Delta Airlines. Schedules and information at CIRA.com.